Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. With the promise of wind and other renewable energy, we've just heard from Minister, uh, former Minister Paul Kyo, uh, now Finnegal Deputy, about the development of Rosslare Europort. Once again, we focus in on our special feature on the Thursday Green Horizon. And today I'm joined by Chartered Silver Engineer and Head of Offshore Ireland with Mainstream Renewable Power, Una Brosnan. Good morning to you, Una. Good morning, Alan, and thank you for having me. It's great to talk to you. So let's begin by looking at the potential for the development of offshore wind in Ireland. And in particular, I'm going to ask about Wexford. Have we potential in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ireland has a fantastic potential um, for offshore wind industry. Um, it, I suppose the simple, putting it in simple terms, the length of our coastline in particular and our ocean um, space under our jurisdiction uh, brings fantastic opportunity. Um, there's no lack of um, strong winds and um, we've got an appetite at government level as well where we're seeing targets now of 5 gigawatts for 2030 and 20 gigawatts by 2040 and they've recently announced uh, right out to, to 2050 for a target of 37 gigawatts. So the opportunity is very much there. Um, you've seen a lot of activity down the East Coast in particular and you're seeing the early phases of projects now uh, coming to fruition. So the potential, uh, these projects are going to auction um, in May. They're under they're um, underway at the minute, and uh, they'll have some results in in early May. But this is a fantastic opportunity for Ireland. It's just how we shape it and making sure that we don't miss any um, opportunity out there. And we we can realise some real benefit for Ireland in particular. But the opportunity is there to miss, so it's it's imperative we move fast on this one. Okay, I mean, a developer then has to consider and factor in when choosing a suitable site for an offshore wind farm. Again, I'm thinking Rosslare, if you don't mind me, because you know you're speaking to Southeast Radio Wexford. Yeah. So when they look at Rosslare and they look at Wexford in this perspective, what do they see? What do you think they will see? Yeah, in particular, I mean, the first thing, as I say, there's a strong wind, the appetite for for renewable energy. I mean, uh, Wexford in particular has great opportunity there for, you know, it's got infrastructure in Rosslare itself. Obviously, it's got good wind conditions um, for potential sites off the southeast. And then, it, obviously, it all links back into the policy and regulatory environment. Um, looking at the water depths in particular are very favourable around the coast, uh, the coastline of Westford in particular and, um, you know, adjacent counties in particular. You're looking at six bottom technology and I suppose this kind of brings the first um, phase of offshore wind to fruition for Ireland. Um, the initial phases will very much be dominated around choosing sites around those six um, bottom boundaries as such. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, water depths in particular um, up to in and around maybe uh, 60 metres initially, although we are seeing the technology being pushed out further to deeper waters now. Okay, on the technology side then, Ula, uh, what's possible? And is there anything that isn't possible but could be in the future as technology develops? Well, I'm an engineer, Alan, so nothing is impossible on that side. I, I like mean, that, I like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, designers, we've got a fantastic amount of designers out there, um, you know, and, 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 and fantastic expertise and skill sets. So nothing is impossible. We've worked very, very hard over the last decade in particular around fixed bottom technology. And that was, you know, you've seen a lot of success in the last year. We've seen this come to fruition now with cost reduction and looking at um, obviously the, the ramp out of a bigger portfolio globally as well. But, um, you know, bringing digitization in and looking at how we can, um, you know, build on what we've what we've learned to date. But what you're seeing now is actually a diversification even further to expand the opportunity for, for offshore wind into floating technology. 
And and I suppose that actually is a really interesting point for Ireland in particular in looking at the, at the likes of the Atlantic and exploiting very, very challenging waters out there. You know, we've got yeah. very high wind speeds and deeper technology. But equally around the, the southeast in particular, um, you know, the Celtic Sea and adjacent neighbours in the um, in the UK are in particular looking at um, floating wind off the coast of their um, yeah. England, England and Wales borders. So, you know, this brings a great opportunity for the likes of Wexford as well to support wider supply chain, which may come out of those counties. Now, the next question is a big one for people in Wexford, and especially fishermen, and I'm aware of their concerns because I was in Kilmore uh, a few months yeah. ago. How do wind farm sites coexist with other ocean users and, and local communities? Yeah, that's, that's a really, really important point, and one that comes really to the forefront of our activities in the early stage of development of wind farms. Um, we really need to, you know, we do something called a constraint route mapping exercise um, to identify the sites in the first place. But what we do is we bring, we engage with local communities, we engage with fishermen to better understand, you know, what is there in those waters, what activities there. Obviously, then we di- we we build on data sets that are available around environmental conditions, looking at, wa- at water depths and ground conditions. Um, and, uh, you know, looking at how we can optimize, um, optimize those, um, sites as best as possible to, to bring economic and technical value. Yeah. But it is quite a challenge there. It is a challenge. Is it one that can be surmounted? Absolutely. Again, going back to the point, engineers, um, very talented and looking at how we design around risk and working with fishermen in particular. You know, there's, there's various aspects that we can bring benefits to the um, the ocean health in particular and looking at optimising maybe um, opportunities for supporting fishermen, particularly around, you know, where stocks may be depleted in particular, um, looking at how we can work with fishermen and, and ocean other ocean environmental um, uh, organisations in particular to maybe regenerate some of the, the ocean, um, whether it's fish stocks or looking at biodiversity. Yeah. And that's very much at the forefront of looking at uh, coexistence around the world, yeah. not just in Ireland, um, very much at the forefront of how we can drive sustainable systems within our development. And it's also very important, Una, isn't it, to be open and transparent, transparency, Absolutely. open, have the discussion um, at a time that people can discuss it with you. I think that's important, isn't it, openness and Absolutely. transparency? Absolutely. And yeah. actually, at the minute, we, we've got, um, you'll see all the developers doing public consultations, and what I would do is encourage communities to come out, you know, talk to our representatives, whether, you know, it's um, at early stage or a little further down the line, we mainstream actually have a project off the southeast coast, and in particular, we actually have an we have an ongoing foreshore investigation license yeah. at the minute. And my colleague Jane is actually going to be in um, I think it's Kelly's Resort in Roxlare on the third, yes. and uh, St Mary's Community Hall in Feathers on Sea on the fourth, and on in the Haven Hotel yeah. uh, in Dunmore East on the ninth. All of those are between two and six p.m. Please call in. She would be delighted to to hear from you and. You know, it's a great opportunity in particular to bring some young potential who may be interested in the industry to just get a little bit of background and conscious, you know, obviously um, young uh, individuals are looking, uh, you know, where they can get into renewable energy. Please come talk to us as well. Speaking of which, I've got to wrap it up because we've got to head to the news, but your own involvement in mainstream renewable power, what exactly do you do? 
Yeah, it's a bit of everything, to be honest. As I say, I'm an engineer by background, but by no means turning the handle on design. I work very much closely with supporting how we develop projects and particularly working with governments and, and departments to, to see how we can streamline the legislations and have a sensible and practical and lo- looking at bringing best practice, basically, from my wider experience globally into Ireland. So that's kind of at yeah. the heart of what we do. But I mean, the big thing here is, is addressing climate, climate, climate change in particular and obviously looking at an energy security side. But I'm really passionate about bringing skills and getting young people involved in, uh, in offshore wind in particular. It's a fantastic opportunity. I've had a great career in this and I, I, I'd highly recommend it. You don't have to be an engineer. There's fantastic disciplines right across the, the life cycle of a project to get involved. And I would encourage people and, and parents to, to really look at this. We remind them, uh, our listeners, of those public consultation meetings in Rosslair again over the coming days. Final question for you. Uh, potential for the development. If, from all your wealth of experience, can this dream become a reality here in Wexford? Yes, I do. I really do. I do believe that. We need everyone involved. You know, we need to get down to community level and just to really understand what the opportunity is, where, and, and let's openly discuss the, the risk and benefits and you know what this means for Wexford itself but I would I I really do believe that this we can realize this but we need to work with governments and various um, you know statutory uh, stakeholders to make sure that we do this right we've got robust systems and processes and you know we can make you know the best we can get from this basically but there's a fantastic opportunity there as I say it's our salute you know we need to make sure we do this right though. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.